What's cooking there, John? Uh, how you doing today? Doing good. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Nice day out. It's hot again. Yeah. Nice this morning. Smell, smells like it's starting to get closer to elk season it out is. there. It is. Yes. I'm yeah. getting excited. Yeah, it Me felt too. like it yesterday morning. Yeah. It did, yeah. for sure. Got a special guest and a longtime friend of mine, Corey Glauner. Um, he's part of Outdoors International. He's yep. one of the owners of that. But um, I wanted him on here just because... He's a damn good hunter. He kills. Oh, he kills a lot of stuff, and 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 he's a seasoned hunter. You've been doing. You've been at it for a long I'm time, old dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. No, no, no you're not. <laughs> you're seasoned. Seasoned. That's, That's where yeah, the whole yeah, name yeah, came right, about. Right, I'm not right, old. Yeah. I'm seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> Tough and stringy. Well, we appreciate there you, you coming here. Yeah, I, I know that you've been. We've been trying to hook up for a while. A while, but you've been busy building a house. Hard to pin down. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I know you were telling me the last couple of years you, you were kind of like me last year. You just have you've been so busy, really, to get yeah. a chance to do much hunting. Even business. Did I? I I've been so busy on things other than business that hunting and business all suffered. Really? Yeah. Mm. So just been swamped. Fortunately, with, you got with a good life. partner. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so. yep. Good mis- business partner and good wife. They both uh, pretty understanding. So. Nice, awesome. Nice. Tell yeah. us a little bit how how you started. Outdoors um, International. So in 2005, I was an outfitter in the Middle Fork. It was actually part of the biggest land-based outfitting, outfitting business in Idaho. Oh. I had a big area in, in the Frank Church on Big Creek. Mm-hmm. I had about a big smoky over the top in Fairfield. It was guiding there. Um, over towards Atlanta, a big chunk there. Mm-hmm. I was running a bird hunting preserve in Shoshone and also one in Fairfield and I was running um, a South Dakota pheasant operation after all that's that it? was done that was it <laughs> oh no that's not it I also had but a web, wait there's more yeah, I also had a web development company oh wow wow and see I do remember the web yeah. development company yeah and, and yeah so man I was just um and a, a young family and I was just swamped. It was too much. I was enjoying life, but I was just constantly gone. You know, I'd, I'm cutting trails in the summer and in the wilderness. You're, it's no chainsaw. It's yep. you know, oh, it's all by hand. Really? Yeah. Lots of stories about that. But, um, <laughs> you know, just uh, it was just hard. I was constantly busy, constantly tired. I really didn't get to hunt that much then. Um, didn't see my family that much. It just kind of sucked, actually. Yeah. So... The last season, I had a big mess <laughs> with a former business partner, and I decided I'm done with the this. outfitting business. Yeah, on the outfitting okay. side, I'm I'm done, and so I just pulled the plug on that. I gave my web design business to a good friend of mine who's still running it. Really? Yep. Just gave it to him. He's doing great, <laughs> and he still feeds me work every once in a while. I don't know why I accept it because I'm too busy, but I do sometimes. <laughs> So I still do a little bit of that for him. And then um, I started Outdoors International with the intent. So I was always, we'd have hunters, we'd have elk hunters, and then they'd be saying, hey, I, I want to go, I want to go tarpon fishing in Florida. Do you know anybody? And I'd know somebody and I'd hook them up and, oh. you know, and book them with one of my buddies or, you know, or whatever. And I got thinking, man, if I could set something up, I have the web development skills and I have these contacts and the know-how in the hunting industry, if I could just kind of put them together, my original intent was outf- I could let outfitters book for each other. Huh? They would make, 50, you know, the, the commission. Yeah. They'd be able to make a commission and grow their businesses. And um, 
I could make a, a cut from it and it just seems like a no-brainer. So I built this website portal trying to hook outfitters up and I was getting tons of leads, but the outfitters just would not, they, they would not commit. Mike? I don't know what the problem was really. They they didn't want to share their their name their list. Oh, this is my. Oh, so they're basically giving each is, other right. lists. This is my client. Gotcha. I'm not going to give him to you. Well, you're. He's not even your competitor. You're an elk outfitter. This is a tarpon fishing right place. <laughs> yeah. You right. know, he's going to go find somebody anyway. You might as well. Yeah. We might as well work together, but it just never worked. Human nature thing. But I was getting all these leads. And at a, I, I'd get like 20 to 40 leads a day back in the beginning. I was the only game in, on the internet doing this. Really? That was it. So I started cherry picking and I take the ones, you know, like a brown bear hunt. And, and if a guy sent a, a, an inquiry, an email inquiry that was, I could tell he was really serious. And I was so busy at that point with other with life. And I'm, I'm still kind of dabbling in the web development stuff that... I'd pick guys that would only communicate during with the email. Okay. And so I'd sell those. And I started becoming pretty successful. I never had to talk to anybody. I was just emailing back and forth and mm -hmm. I'm booking some trips. And I'm like, man, I could I should do this myself. And so uh it just kind of took off from there. Got a few sales guys. Um if they took it seriously, they'd they'd kill it. And um it's pretty loose. It still is. I like that it my guys have they're contractors they're able to work for themselves i provide a good system for them mm -hmm. if they're go-getters i'll take care of them and um you know we just kill it <laughs> it's been it's been good that's awesome so it's gotten tough lately tougher um more people doing it the economy's getting a little weird right now yeah i thought 2020 was gonna be bad but we we did really 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 well during covid and all that yeah huh? we did surprisingly well that was our were the, were the people booking the hunts like out farther you know assuming covid was going to end were they booking them then we, to get no the what, out I, of house? what happened was we've <laughs> always focused on north on the north american stuff and okay. most consultant companies focus on the international stuff mm -hmm. stuff because it's way easier okay it's a ton easier those outfitters <laughs> without bad mouth and north american outfitters <laughs> but they're more independent they're they're typically they just want to go hunting and they're not as good a business guys the international outfitters are good business guys yeah they're okay. easier to work with so most cons consultants just choose to focus there um the hunting's usually easier and more consistent than north america mm. more a lot of high fence not a lot some but yeah. not mostly free range is it we kind of try to stay mostly free range mm -hmm. but there is some high fence stuff yeah. um uh but higher success you know, a lot of a lot of good things about hunting internationally. So it's and, and mostly it's just easier. So when the international travel shut down, those consultants didn't have a lot of North America oh. stuff. I'm kind of making assumptions here. Yeah, I think this is what happened. We did, and we just crushed it in 2020. Nice, just just crushed it. But now it's double-edged sword. We're out of inventory out to 2024. Really? Wow. Yeah. So we're still getting tons of leads. That's a but bad thing. Yeah. Happen, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're free out till 2024. <laughs> right. Yeah. You found your ceiling. Anyway. Yeah. So it's tough. It's been tough. The guys, we're we're struggling a little bit. Just tons of leads, tons of people wanting to go hunt, but we don't have anywhere to send them. But at least it's because we, wow. outfitters aren't booking any farther out. Is that what it is? Some of them will, but we won't because oh. we just don't. You know, divorce. We've had it all happen. An outfitter gets divorced. He falls apart. 
oh, we have Hunt's booked. He's falling apart. Gotcha. Now we have somebody. To- I, I actually have a friend who booked a hunt in Alaska. Yep. And the outfitter died. Yes. And and little did they know he was upside down. And, you know, he had one guy that was, like, kind of helping him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he uh, yeah, it was a bad deal. He was divorced, too. Yeah, and, so, and all of his, all that stuff we booked out years in advance, now we have to f- deal with fallout. So we just won't do that to our clients. That's smart, though. That's smart. Even though it's tempting to just keep booking, because sure. people will sure book. They will, and they get mad when we won't book them. And then you, they usually go around us and book with the outfitter directly. And then causes lots of problems for them, but at least we're not in that. Right. Yeah. You're <laughs> so not liable. Right. Your answer is find more outfitters? Yes. Yeah. Which is a process in itself. We have to go hunt with them. Um, Dang it. Have yeah. to. You know, you need it's somebody tough. to do that for you. It's, I it's noticed tough. you just got back from Hawaii. I did. Arm, you have no yeah. slings on your arms. I'm <laughs> <laughs> being twisted. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So but really, you want to see what their yeah. operations and, and like. And that's and smart because they're... You're not selling something that you haven't experienced. Yes. And then we're really careful for two seasons and only send trusted clients. We tell them it's new. We just kind of test the water. So really, it's like a three-year process. Mm -hmm. And even then, things fall apart sometimes. Yeah. You know? But we do our best to just make sure we're sending people with solid, solid, solid outfitters. Yeah. And so, and we don't charge anything. We don't charge the client anything. The outfitter pays us a... A marketing fee. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And we charge exactly the same amount that he charges. He already gotcha. has a built-in marketing fee. And what I say, it's kind of human nature to want to go around and talk directly to the outfitter. Mm-hmm. I would do it myself. I have in the past. But they're not going to save any money, though. Are well, they? they're not going to save any money for one. And also, the outfitter is going to try to sell you his hunt. Oh. You know, here's, you True. need to go to my hunt. This yeah. is the best hunt for you. We won't necessarily do that. If that, they'll, you know, what are you looking for? Trophy quality, experience, or right. you want a horse hunt? You want a tent camp? Yeah. What, what kind of hunt are you looking for? Well, that's not really what you need. You need to look at this place here and book them with the right outfitter for the trip they're looking for. Gotcha. Makes sense. So that's, that's kind of what we do, and that's so why you would use our service. You've been doing it long enough, too. You said 2005, correct? 2005. That, I mean... You've got it down as far as yes. your criteria and all yes. that stuff, and mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, one thing we could do better after the trip's booked, I'd like to do better at the the pre-hunt logistics. You know, oh, if, yeah. if we're we're solid on solid outfitters, on advice, on getting people booked, the whole the whole system there. Mm-hmm. I'd like to really ramp up the service between the sale and the hunt. I think we're we fall a little short there. If I have a, if I can be self-critical, sure. that's. But um, other than that, and we're pretty good at that, but I just think we could be better. Yeah. But um, other than that, we're a solid, solid company, I think, good. now. So. Good. I know your your partner, Russ, super good guy. I've yeah. talked to him on the phone. I actually have never met him. Oh, really? But just the nicest guy on the solid phone. And, and Yeah, and he's a killer, that guy. He is a killer. <laughs> yeah, like... Like nobody I know. Yeah. He's just so good. And consistent yeah. every year. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah, he's um yeah, Mr. Consistent. That's him. <laughs> That's no kidding. It's a little intimidating actually hunting with him because Is it? yeah, because he's just on a different right. plane. He's just right. It was. I'm Russ, a, wait I'll up tell for him me. a little no. bit in this Hawaii <laughs> thing. We went and tried to find. So we went to Hawaii trying to find a an outfitter there. We get a lot of people who go on vacation 
in Hawaii. Their wife or them already have it set up, but the husband wants to go hunting for a day. Or two. Or two or three. <laughs> he wants to go hunting the whole time, but <laughs> right, yeah. his wife will give him a day. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we have a ton of people asking about that. Well, we have, we have a lodge that you can go and do your whole vacation there, but you got to stay in the lodge. You know, gotcha. you've got that and it's a great option, but you've got to stay in the lodge and they have things for the whole family to do, but usually they have the vacation already planned. And we also have like a typical elk hunt in Hawaii. You have come in and you hunt elk this year for five days, but nobody's really doing day hunts. Yeah. That nobody's set up to just on a whim do a day hunt. Oh. And that's where the demand is. That's okay. at least the demand for yeah. us, you know. It, makes sense. It does make perfect sense. Yeah. So we went and we tried to find that. Took you 30 days to figure out 31-day hunts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And we, we never found it. Really? We just, we never found something. We found places you could go, but we never found anything we could feel like we could put our name behind. Okay. Unfortunately, um, we had a blast. We hunted with really good people. The guys were awesome. I'm not criticizing them at all, but... It just was just, they didn't have the organization uh-huh. that it needs, mm-hmm. um, the infrastructure that it needs. For like a one-day thing. Everything yeah. was five days and that right. type of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, but the hunting was awesome. We have tons of stories from Hawaii. It was, it was crazy. How many uh, critters, different critters did you hunt? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> we... We still, well, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I'm going to. So the first <laughs> morning we're on the big island and on the big island, they have, uh, you know, goats and sheep and mouflon sheep. So the haired sheep, yeah, you know, but then they also have wild mouflon sheep yeah. and then they have hybrids of the two and pigs. They do. Pigs. We hardly saw any pigs. Huh. But yes, they have pigs. Everybody think I was. I thought we were going to stack the pigs up. Right. Yeah. Russ got one in Molokai on the last day, um, but I never got an opportunity to pig. Um, so that's that's what that's what we were thinking. We were going to go to the Big Island and set up goats and sheep and mouflon and pigs. As we're driving, we're, we meet this guy Kelsey, super awesome guy. He's a local there, super fun. He works at a ranch and got his permission on this ranch. And he was trying. He actually would be awesome. He was trying to set up a hunting operation on a different ranch with his family. But they decided they didn't want to do it. So then he's like, well, that fell through. Let's just go hunting. <laughs> so so we go hunting on this ranch. And he goes, there's a lot of pig or a lot of goats here. There's some sheep. And uh, he goes, there's even donkeys. I'm like, donkeys? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, they... They call them Kona Nightingales. Said, really? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> back in the, so we're right out of Kona. And he goes, back in the day, they had coffee plantations. They still have them. Oh. And they used the donkeys on yeah. the coffee plantations. Sure. But when tractors and equipment came around, they turned them all loose. Really? And they became a huge problem. So the aerial helicopter, they killed a bunch of them. But they're really smart. And they Are live, they? Yeah, and they live up in the timber, up in the in the brush, huh. and so they're really hard to they're hard to kill out of hol- helicopters, and they're hard to hunt too. Hmm. Surprisingly, so he's saying, you know, we have there's a little herd of donkeys on this place. So if you see one and you want to shoot one, you know, it's they're open game. And I'm like, ah, I don't know what to think about that. Right. So, <laughs> so we had, we, it's dark. We get out of the pickup. I mean, it's just getting light, just cracking light. 
we're walking down this little road and I'm still even putting on my release. It's that early. And on the first morning, and uh, <laughs> Russ goes, Corey, so how, so how are you going to hold out for a Billy or are you going to shoot any goat? You're just going to stack them up. He's trying to get a, a read for what I'm going to, yeah. where I am. And I go, shit, man, I'd shoot a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of just joking. But literally, like 30 seconds later, literally, Kelsey goes, there's a donkey. Oh, <laughs> and I had just said it. And he goes, go get him. And so that was all the all the go get them I needed. Right. So <laughs> I'm sneaking down around and it almost immediately busts me because the wind was wrong. And it, I get, I, I didn't know it busted me, but I get over where it was. Like how far was it when you first saw it? Probably 300 yards. Wow. They're, they're, that cagey. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And he had us nailed and the wind was right to him. And I, I was thinking, as a donkey, I'm going to just pretty much just walk up to this thing. I met my neighbors last week. <laughs> so I sneak up around, and he's gone, and I hear I hear somebody going, but behind me. And it's those guys behind me trying to sound like sheep, and Russ is drawn back, and they're trying to get it to stop. And it, as he draws, it busts, and it comes up around this, this ridge. Another, same donkey? Same one, Yeah. <laughs> So I had spooked it. It went back there. It ran into them. They busted it. It went up on this ridge, and it's right behind the sun. The sun was coming up over the ridge, and he was just, like, silhouetted, quartering to me pretty hard. And I just judged him at 55 and drew back and just drilled him, just center punched him. With sever broadheads, by the way, I was trying those out. Hmm. Shoulder quartering to me hard, punched right through. Huh. Went about twenty yards. That's pretty out. hardy animal. Yeah, that that wow. is. That's yeah. a thick animal. So, um, anyway, uh, we get up to him, and Kelsey is so excited. Is he so excited? He goes, "I've never seen anybody get one with a bow ever, ever, ever." Oh. <laughs> so from then on, the rest of the trip, I was introduced as the guy who killed a Kona nightingale with his bow. <laughs> <laughs> and all the Hawaiians, they dug it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It, is it like for the locals, kind of a sought after? Yeah. They. Yeah. They. Um. Because huh. they're so hard. They, to they get. know they're hard to get. Yeah. Wow. They were all excited about it. I was going to ask you if you ever heard them. You know how donkeys make noise. Uh -huh. Did you ever hear any oh, of that? That's why they call them the Kona Nightingale. I didn't tell that part. Okay. So in Hawaii, there's no night sounds naturally. Oh. Recently, there's a little frog that's about, I never saw one, but he told me about it. It's about that big, and they make a ton of noise. Okay. But, and the Hawaiians hate them because their nights used to be silent. That's interesting. And the only sound was the donkeys. Oh. So they call them the Kona Nightingale. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's a cool story. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. <laughs> so, uh, like, do they eat them? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Did you get a chance we to eat it? Nope. Nope. We didn't. Yeah. We quartered it. He took it home. He, he does something with the back straps that he says is awesome with donkeys. And then he just made burger out of huh. the rest. And then. I'm so, assuming no one's going to mount. I'm going to do a rug. Are the rug? Okay. I'm doing a rug. He, he actually was really pretty. <laughs> I'm going to do a rug in my office. <laughs> I'm going to own this. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Own mm -hmm. it for sure. Oh, yep. heck yeah. I mean, I mean, if <laughs> it's. That here's, here's the thing. It got utilized, the meat. Yeah, for sure. And um, and it was a cha very challenging. Yep. So you, you should be proud of yourself yeah. to. Yeah, if to, I'm not going to share it on social media, I don't. I think that'd yeah. probably be a mistake. I'll, I probably shouldn't talk about it on podcasts. <laughs> I would say this but, is going to be shared on <laughs> yeah. social media, but you just but, made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I just want to put the picture out. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. And so. Hey, you know, I mean, think about it though. 
and granted, it's, it's you know donkey as opposed to wild cattle. But people are hunt wild cattle all over. Yes. I, and I don't know if you've been down to like New Mexico. I know when I was guiding down there, there was wild cattle down there that I know hadn't been herded right forever. Yeah. And boy, they were as they wild get, as they get. We tried to kill some in Hawaii. Really? We they have some there too. We didn't huh? get any. Yeah, they yeah they do. Huh. So we didn't kill any. I know one cool thing about Hawaii is there's no predators. Right. Other than mongoose. But yeah, a mongoose. <laughs> right. You saw those everywhere. Did but, you? Yeah, but that was it. But so they're, they they flourish is yes. the point. That's mm-hmm. the reason why. Is right. That, yeah, they, they'd be overrunning donkeys and goats and sheep if they didn't They kill. weren't managed. Yeah. 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 And cattle. And, and I know that there is a lot of locals that... I mean, rely on the meat for yes. the axis and the Absolutely. pigs and goats and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. cool that, you know, you... Did you get a chance to eat any of the game? We, um, so... Or'd you bring some back? Yeah. Russ killed a, a hair sheep on okay. the third day, a decent ram. They're pretty... T- they're cagey. Yeah. Cagier than I thought. Um, the joke after we... <laughs> the joke on the Big Island was after the donkey, we were going after the barnyard slam. So... <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and you already had first leg and i already huh? had yeah the first leg's dunk that's the hardest that's the hardest one to get All right so yeah that so we're after the barn years <laughs> so so anyway um he killed one of the hair sheep and um we made his, kelsey's dad is filipino uh-huh. i think full filipino and he took the back strap and cut it into little tiny thin strips soaked it in vinegar and some seasoning and we just had it raw really it was amazing absolutely amazing so we ate that was it was it i wouldn't mind trying it on something but was it real vinegary tasting no 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 um so what they have this uh hawaiian pepper water they have Uh uh-huh it's little tiny hawaiian peppers have you ever seen those plants i guess they're hawaiian peppers but they used to have them as um house plants and they're tiny little peppers huh do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah about? i do remember they were but they weren't used for the peppers as much as they were like a house plant right yeah i think that's a hawaiian pepper because okay. they look just like that okay so they take those and they put them in water and they soak it and they use that as like a dressing water and a little bit of vinegar so huh. they put that on it the vinegar salt and pepper and a little bit of garlic and they let it soak for like 40 minutes and so it wasn't super vinegary. Huh. It, and it wasn't super saucy. It was mostly just it, enough of the sauce to get the meat soaked. Gotcha. There wasn't any leftover liquid in the bottom. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it mm-hmm. soaked it up. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so it was a pretty mild flavor. You could taste the vinegar, but it was mostly you tasted the meat. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it was good. Was it? Mm. It was really good. I, cool. I'm going to do it again. He said you can do it with venison. and. That's what I was actually things, thinking. So. Yeah. Um, have you been to Hawaii before? Yes. I went to Oahu last year with my wife and Russ and Carol, but just a vacation. And and I, I noticed, it, weren't you with your family this time too? Yeah. The the girls came for the first week. Okay. And then they left, and then Russ and I stayed and hunted for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Life is Rough. right. Yeah. Um, did you get to taste a lot of cool food, different foods yes. over there? being? Yeah. You know? um, Lao Lao, they have, is a, it's pork shredded pork and they wrap it in tea leaves and then like steam it hmm. i loved that hmm. that was really good and then they have a lot of 
platters you know so they'd like teriyaki there so teriyaki pork teriyaki chicken in a platter with they eat a lot of rice um after the big island we went to molokai and we stayed with the family there and they just this guy was cool he mikey he would just forage we'd be hunting and he just foraged everywhere oh there's a really the best guava tree on the islands right over here so let's walk down there and the deer <laughs> they're ripe so the deer are all over it so we'd sneak we oh, like wow. like uh, still hunt up to the guava tree sure enough there'd be axis deer on it and i bet and, those are good eating yeah guava. oh yeah so good so then hmm. um we'd pick guava and then you go there's an orange tree over here and we'd still hunt up to the orange tree and then he'd <laughs> harvest oranges and he has little watercress gardens and all the fresh water around wow. and it, it was just cool seeing his seeing that because they're living off the land so basically, much basically huh? yeah huh. yeah he kills like 10 deer a week and he gives them to the you know to locals. people locals and that's what they eat and wow. that's probably not even a remote dent no i mean I, it's I've the heard deer are a problem yeah they're a problem this sounds like an exaggeration but it isn't there was this one area down on the it's on sea level and it had rained the night before not hard just enough to kind of smooth over the tracks you know and it's it's dirt there's no grass there's nothing and everything's eaten up as high as the axis deer mm. can eat and i don't know what they eat i don't know how they're alive but we're walking through there, and in the morning, no tracks. And we hunted until like 10 o'clock or so, and we walk out, every square inch, no joke, literally. every inch literally had a fresh track on it. Wow. Just thick. And <laughs> we saw probably, we maybe saw 100, but it's just thick mangrove forest down there, and they were just everywhere. Hmm. And they're so hard to hunt. Yeah, they're pretty cagey. Man, they're cagey. They cage make that barking noise. Yeah, yeah. They're did you get like, an axis? Yes, I shot quite a few of them. Oh, you did? Yeah. And Russ, yeah. too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Russ, Russ struggled. This is the one time I've ever kind of done better on a hunt than him. But, <laughs> but he was just struggling. And he's been, this is his fourth trip to Molokai. And this is the first axis buck that he'd kill other than a little spike. Huh? Mm. And Russ is the man. Yeah. Right. So that just tells you how hard it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just is. And I had luck on my side. He had every bad luck situation you could, you could have. Um, just didn't line up for him that well on this trip. Yeah. He put two contacts in each eye one morning. He's like all day long. Oh, he's like, shit. I can't see. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Did he forget about see. the one? Yeah. That's <laughs> just things like that. He right. kept doing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor guy. And then As you laugh. <laughs> I was feeling bad for him because yeah. man, I was just having all the luck, and he was <laughs> he not. Can't see. <laughs> right. And then he was having an issue. He still is. This is bad. When he turns his head. He puts his string right on the end of his nose, and he turns his head, and everything blurs out. Mm. And so quite a few times he'd get to full draw and then just couldn't see huh. and have to let down. And yeah, he was having a hard time. So getting back to the barnyard slam. Barnyard slam, yeah. yes. How many animals is part of that? So, <laughs> well, it's our own term, <laughs> but it's the feral goats. Okay. I, sh I think we both shot four goats. Um, they're also harder to hunt than you would expect. Yeah. I didn't expect them. I mean, they're not hard, but harder than you would expect. Yeah. Um, Russ shot a stud of one. Yeah, yeah. I shot a pretty good one. He I got saw a, a picture of yours. Nice it was one. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Um, so the goats, the sheep, the the hair sheep, 
Um, the MUFON aren't part of the Barnyard Slam. They're wild. Okay. The, by our terms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who made that decision? You're right. The donkey. <laughs> so the goat, sheep, donkey, wild cattle, pig. So, and I guess you could put fr- uh, hybrid sheep in that too. Yeah. Cause I, I, think yeah. That'd, I think that'd qualify. <laughs> Did you guys so, end up with everything but the cattle? We didn't get a, one of the pure hair sheep. Oh. We shot a hybrid. No, 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 no. We didn't get a hybrid. We got a hair sheep. Okay. Rusted. Um, and we didn't get cattle, and we did get a pig on the last day. Rusted. Oh, cool. So, so you guys did good. Yeah, we didn't get we didn't get a wild. Did you cow. see any cattle? Yes. So we. This is cool too. On the Big Island, we hiked up to up this mountain. I don't even know what some long Hawaiian yeah. name. <laughs> and so we we hiked in, backpacked in like ninety five hundred feet. That's one thing I, I was going to ask you. Did you did you spike out? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we spiked out from okay. Mufon sheep. Okay. So, so we spiked out and we spent two days hunting mouflon. We saw ewes and one ram. There, it was tough. That was really tough. Um, just the terrain wasn't. It was real sheep hunting. Sheep are hard to find anyway. Sure. But then the just lava ridges and it was really loud, super loud and crunchy because just chunks sure. of lava that every step. Yeah. It's really hard to be quiet. And then these little ridges like this. So you see something a couple hundred yards out, you're going to have to skyline yourself Yeah. Oh. like 20 times getting to mm. him. And, yeah. and I, it was hard. Yeah. It was tough bow hunting. Not much vegetation. Hardly that, any. That, that Hardly too. A little bit of brush. You know, I'm out of chalice. You know, there's that country that's really rocky with some yeah. little sparse, sparse, sparse sagebrush yeah. and these little ridges. Yeah. It was a lot, a lot like that. Okay. Huh. So, hmm. huh. but we didn't get a mouflon. Um, but when we were coming out, we saw wild cattle. Technically, anything that's not on private ground and is on national forest is considered wild cattle. Hmm. So, oh, that sucks to be for no cattle. I'm sure some of them. Right. I'm sure that's what I asked him. I go, what if it's branded and whatever? He goes, if it's, they need to keep their fences up. So, but was these, a lot were, of, these were wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. You probably could we, tell you could that. tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a lot of uh, public property then? Yeah, it's strange. It seems that a lot of it is shut down to anybody. You can't, really? even though it's public, you can't even hike it, a lot of it. Mm. Weird. And that's why? I, I think it's because they have they have such an environmental catastrophe. You can tell just looking at it. It's a catastrophe. They have um, invasive plants, invasive, cat, invasive animals. Most of their birds are gone. Most really? of the birds they have are introduced. You know, mm-hmm. not all invasive. Some of them are naturalized, but that most of them invasive and displaced are a real species or a native species. Mm-hmm. And so they just have this catastrophe. So they're like a unique situation. So they're trying to, I think, I guess, they, seems like they use that in, as an excuse to cut off access to places. Gotcha. Um, so that was tough. I, I don't know what you'd. Their regulations seem really complicated. Okay. So if you went and just tried to hunt public, I think you'd be on the struggle bus. Yeah. Because everybody's hunting the spots that can be hunted. Yeah. Right. Even though there's probably a ton of game. We never hunted that stuff. We heard that there's a lot of game, but... Pressure. Just pressure. pressure. too. Yeah. 
Did you run into much? No, people? none. We were hunting private ground, and then we, we got access through a ranch onto public that you could hunt. Mm-hmm. And so there was Still no pressure there. up huh. there, none, up where the mouflon were. Oh, gotcha. So certain se- certain sections you can jump through hoops to get into, but you got to know which hoops to jump through. Sure. So, um, yeah, and there's some Air Force bases. I, I'm assuming Air Force bases, but there's some uh, military bases that are no hunting, but they randomly just, when they don't have anything going on, they'll put out a, a statement. And if you're on, if you know where to see that statement, the first 30 people or whatever that call in can get access oh. on this day. And I guess the hunting on those is super <clears throat> good, but you've got to be willing to just hunt and drop. A, right. Yeah. Just at a moment's notice, right. go hunting. Hmm. So that's good for the locals. Not so good for us. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't so, plan your vacation right. on that one. Yeah. Because right. yeah. it's probably not all the time. No, it's pretty. We drove by them and there's sheep and there's goats and pigs everywhere in those places as you're just driving by the road hmm. dead ones all over the road really? i'm getting smashed yeah, yeah yeah i mean just tons of game on them but it's closed most of the time hmm. Hmm. So, did you get out do any fishing or anything no no not really we'd get up at 2 30 and go hunting we'd hunt all day come take a shower go hunt in the evening get home at about 10 <laughs> eat eat and go to bed yeah that's about all we did yeah we went to the beach one day um, this is after the girls left. Yeah. Before, when the girls were there, we kind of did the vacation thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. But um, after the girls left, we were in hot mode <laughs> right. until the last evening. The last evening, we we sat up on the deck and cooked up backstrap and deer backstrap and enjoyed ourselves that night. But nice. Other than that, we were hunting. We were very focused. As a whole, awesome experience. Then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Going to go back. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Very cool. Well, we kind of have to. We got to get something figured out. That's yeah. what I was just going to ask. I yeah. still yeah. want to pursue finding someone right. to, for trips and mm-hmm. stuff. For yeah. day trips. That's solid. What do you think you have left to explore as far as, like, how many outfitters are over there? Not very many. Yeah. I was going to ask, yeah, if because, you know, like Idaho, you have a certain area. Right. And all that. It's probably free for all there, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we work with some good outfitters there. I'm not disparaging the outfitters that we yeah. work with, because, but they just offer something different. Hmm. than what most of our what you're looking for most did you talk to them about are they apparently they're not open to to changing that at all no we found a really cool place on the east end of molokai big ranch they all they own the entire east end of the island and it's in that a lot of molokai the the west side it isn't very pretty it's has the feel of a i don't know third world country really yeah and it's just the deer have just beat it down to red dirt and no vegetation and it's just dusty and dirty and kind of nasty but the east is mountainous and pretty and lush and tons of deer over tons of deer on the west too surprisingly i don't know what they eat Hmm. but lots of deer over on the east side too and these guys have a, a nice lodge they have like um housing like not lodges like cabins and stuff they're not really cab bungalows i yeah. guess you call yeah, them private bungalows. private bungalows you can stay in they have a program a vacation programs take care of your whole family and they have a private chef and they have all the cool things but you have to partake in that with a group to be able to hunt oh gotcha so which is great yeah 
but what if somebody's going on a already has their vacation planned mm -hmm. you know right so so we could book you on that and it's awesome and it's amazing and it's affordable and it's really cool has our thumbs up but that's not what most people are looking for mm -hmm. yeah hmm. yeah like you said most people are just they want to do for the vacation thing mm -hmm. yeah. right throw a hunt in on the side yeah. how your vacation no one week vacation and three weeks hunting yeah, yeah that's not so shabby <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wish we would have flip flopped it though because we're worn out at the end. So I wish the girls would have come at the end oh. for a week, and then just relax and do the vacation thing for a week. Sleep then. all day. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because right now I'm still catching up from hunting for three weeks. Right. <laughs> so. And we'll be hammering them here pretty quick. Yes, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. Do you guys do more like international hunts than? North American or whatever? No, we do mostly um, elk, mule deer, okay, and Alaska are our bread and butter. Gotcha. That's that's where whale and caribou. Well, I guess that's Alaska. Yeah. But moose, caribou, elk, and mule deer. Do some Canadian, like uh, mm -hmm. Quebec, Labrador, mm -hmm. those types yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do quite a bit of that. Um, we also have solid, solid international options, and we book a fair amount of them. But the demand really in our crowd, so... I don't know. There's the there's the show crowd, the upper crust SCI guys. They usually go with go book through the consultants that go to the SCI show. Yeah, mm -hmm. as they probably should. Yeah, you know, I guess um, we're more of the working class guys. The working class guys come, and um, they're mostly interested in North America. Gotcha. And so, do you go to shows at all? No. I I, I was going to ask you that earlier, but no. it almost sounds like. You got off to such a good start yeah. that you, because word of mouth, yeah, it's if you got yep. a good reputation, mm -hmm. everything is yeah. like. We have tons of repeat. Right. And um, yeah, so we try to do a good job of just taking care of people. Yeah. And we try to improve that every year, improve something about our business. Mm -hmm. We still have room to grow but and get better, like I said, but um, we do pretty good. Hmm. So That's awesome. Super yeah. awesome. Yeah. And just that inventory. It's what? Right. Just out of inventory. Oh, yeah. Right. This year, uh, you got what going on for yourself? For myself. Elk, of course. Um, I've been hunting more desert country. I think I'm going to go back to the mountains there. We went up and hiked with some friends and my wife. We went up and hiked into a lake to the day after I get back from hunting for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I should be getting back to work, but now we go hike into a sure. lake. But anyway, and it just was like, man, I don't want to hunt the desert this year. I want to. Is that when you made your mind up? It is. Is it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's like, I need to get back up here. Right. So um, I'm going to go back to my old stomping grounds there and see how that is. I've actually heard bad things about where I used to hunt, that it's just overrun, but I guess I'll find out this year. I think everyone's You know, one thing overrun. I've never been intimidated by, and that is pressure. Because yeah. just because somebody's in there, you know, the, it's such a low percentage of people that actually harvest Latarkin archery. Yep. Um, I never pay attention to the odds or any of that. Right. Yeah, I've you, never really done that either. Yeah, yeah. I just figured, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I never really do either, but you hear the stories and you sure. just kind of naturally want to stay away from the areas you oh, hear yeah, get yeah. hammered. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I've been in, you know, in areas and there's been other people around and I, I've watched people go in an area that I've hunted a lot and watched how they're hunting it and went, they're not going to kill nothing. Yeah, but they're not, I can tell they're <laughs> right. not going to kill none just by right. what they're doing, you know, yeah. and, and not that I'm a better hunter, right? but 
um, it, it, it has cracked me up. How I've been running a guy. In fact, one time he's like, oh, I've been hunting this for, I forget how many years he said, which I had never seen him in there before. <laughs> and you kind of see the same people, right? Right, yeah. But um, anyway, I watched how he's hunting, and I'm thinking, all right, so I know how, <laughs> I know how you're going to hunt it. Right. So I'll, I actually kind of used him. Yeah, yeah, used him. That's the word. Yeah, <laughs> to benefit me because I, he was going to blow him out anyway. Absolutely, and yeah. I wasn't trying to poach his stuff. Right, but I knew that he wasn't going to get him. Let He's, him do the push. You're not going to <laughs> to out walk an elk. Right. We could run and still not. I help remember walking. those days. I was telling my buddy Todd the other day. I go, yeah, back in the days when I used to try to catch up with elk. <laughs> I came up and looked down on this lake from over there for some reason. <laughs> so, right. yeah, I don't know why, right. but I did. So, yeah. yeah, I used to try to outrun them, but that doesn't work. No. <laughs> hunting smarter. As yeah. you get older, you do think about hunting a little right. bit yes. smarter. Than... Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the, you know, the, you, we were talking about uh, percentages, odds, you know, success yeah. rate or whatever. But if you get the success rate of the people that put out 100% effort. Sure. That's and if you're willing to do that, that's that true. success rate is a lot larger than as a whole. Yeah, the I would group say as it's a whole. eighty plus. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, and I totally agree. And I had this conversation with uh, guys about baiting bears and and guys not killing the bears off their baits or whatever. And it's like, well, the, in my head, it's like the success comes from the effort you put in before you ever before even you're go hunting. In that stand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the guys that are willing to do that, yeah, uh, they're. Yeah, eighty percent. So that's a solid number, honestly. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, totally that's great. another thing with Russ baiting bears. I've learned a ton. I used to just kind of be the normal bear baiter and yeah. have little sows and cubs and stuff. But right. He's taught me how to bait bears. Good. Huh. There's a wrong and a right way. He's huh. a stud for in that sure. Hole. Yeah. That guy kills some. He usually tanks. clobbers a good one every. Yeah. Yeah. And his kids now are. How yeah. many kids does he have? Two boys. Oh man. Yeah. He always humbles me on, and I don't know Russ other than social media, but on bears and antelope. Yep. Because, like, I'm always so proud of myself. The bear I shoot that year, the antelope I kill, and then I look at his pictures, and I'm know. like, oh. I know. <laughs> Swipe. No. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, I, I'm happy. Yeah. For, and you cannot take anything away from people that are like that, yeah. that put in the effort or whatever it is right. you know are you willing and, to spend four days in your antelope blind without yeah. ever getting out right yeah exactly. he is yeah <laughs> I yeah i mean that's i don't think i am no yeah in four I've, days i've spent my share he spends his nights and he's just in it yeah he's in it in, for the long haul yeah <laughs> in a pop-up yeah he i've never met him so i don't know if he's a big guy or he's not he's a but big guy that's what he looks like yeah and, Cause shit, I have a hard time myself. I know. I'm not very big. I know. Yeah. yeah. I. Me too. Yeah. I've done like two days. You know, spent two nights in it and gone hard. And man, I don't think I could do four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think I could. Yeah. I'm good it's with they're half, hot half days. And Are you gonna <laughs> yeah. drink beer after? <laughs> <laughs> Three quarter days. Right. Yeah. Are you gonna hunt antelope this no, year? No, not this year. No. 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 I'm doing elk. I'm doing. You know the. The unlimited mule deer. Okay. Doing okay. that. Um, Same place we were talking about earlier. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's probably it for Idaho, really. You got some other stuff and then, in the makings? No, not really planned, but I'm sure something will pop up, pop up between now and then. Yeah. I am next August, hopefully, going to Greenland for um, muskox. 
Oh, oh cool. So that should be awesome. I'm excited about cool. that. Russ has already killed a muskox. Yeah. yeah, he did in the um, in Canada. Is that research? It is actually. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Poor, poor Corey. It right. is tough. <laughs> Greenland muskox has been one of our biggest disasters. So really? it was cheap. We booked a ton of it without doing the proper vetting. Right. We. It seemed right. This is in the past. In right? the past. Okay. Yeah. It seemed right. Um, we had a few consultants that were kind of haphazard. They've been thinned out. <laughs> um, we booked a ton of Greenland, Greenland muskox, a ton. And then the outfitter just stopped picking guys up at the airport. Really? Yeah. And it was a disaster, an absolute mess. And wow. we did our best to, to kind of, there's only so much we can do. I would say your service can only go so far yes. to the, I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it falls on us a lot exactly, of times, the blame. Yeah. It does, but there's only, we make 15% at most, and the outfitter gets the rest, even though they send the whole deposit to us, because outfitters aren't super good usually at paying us our commissions. Mm. Oh. So we collect the deposit, and then we, we send the rest to the outfitter. But from the client's perspective, they sent us the deposit. So right. they look at you as right. the... And I understand. Yeah. That's, they did. They did. So that's too bad. Yeah, we had to pay back like, well, a lot of money in our commission and then fight not to be stuck paying back the rest of the deposits and help them with the out, try to get what they needed to out of the outfitter, mm -hmm. try to get them booked at discounts with other things, with other outfitters that we had good relationships with. And it was like a three year deal that was just a, a nightmare. So, anyway. Greenland is less expensive than Canada for oh is it for muskox, um, pretty successful. Tons of tons of uh, muskox. You've got to go with a good guy that isn't going there for the meat because they they do a lot of meat hunting there. So you're basically paying to go shoot their meat. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what you, most of the hunts there. And we don't want that. So we're going to try to find trophy. Yeah, yeah, good trophy hunting. Have you ate it? No. I Did haven't. Russ? I think so. I was just wondering how. Yeah, he just sent the his name I don't, I don't know. I've never talked. Yeah, I've never talked to him about how it was, but I know that he said that he shipped his meat home. Oh. With his luggage, so I know he brought. He has. I just haven't asked about it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I'm just kind of curious. I've never thought so. about that. Probably tastes terrible. I don't know. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's just the sound. And I know they stink. Obviously, yeah, they got a musk right. to them. It's yeah. like musk rat. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know how they taste. I'm not sure. Huh. Do you do Mexico too? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We have mule deer coos. We just brought on a really good spot for coos. Um, solid outfitter. If you cool. need me, want to go down and check it out? Okay. Yeah. Just let me know. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I do those things. That is super cool. I mean, I've killed a few in my bow, and uh -huh. and I killed my best one was with uh, I drew a rifle tag in Arizona. Right. But. Um, I just feel, honestly, in public land, kill the woman with my bow, I feel, like, excited just to get one. Because right. that's, for me, maybe maybe it was, like, it's one of those things where you just have challenge with it. Right. But, uh, I or think maybe it's I'm true, though. wrong, but... but I've I, never I, killed one, but I've gone on lots of hunts not hunting. I, used, I went to school in Arizona. Okay. And so I went with friends and gotcha. stuff. Yeah. And they're tough. They're yeah. Tough. I, I, I say coos deer and axis deer. Well, if just I've just killing too. a buck, yeah. man, yeah. just killing a buck, you've done something yeah. with a bow. Right. I could have killed big bucks with my rifle. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But, oh, yeah. How many times have we said that? Yeah. God, if I had a right. gun right now. I don't say it anymore. That <laughs> yeah. really doesn't cross my... But a lot of people ask me, why'd you shoot that? Because I just shot little ones. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm happy. I do remember uh, the first coos deer I killed was just like that. Right, Those right. things, right? I was proud as I get. Yeah. At that thing. And... um some my friends were there and they were laughing right. yeah they were laughing but had they gotten any that's exactly right, right. i mean it was it was they're small bodied anyway yeah. but this was a young buck right. so he was small yeah or, yeah smallish okay we'll go with ish <laughs> but then in arizona a friend of mine from arizona pulled up and saw and he's like punch and he grabs me and lifts me up. that's so awesome i mean he was just he going knew. off huh he knew yeah yeah and and they're they're still laughing and making fun and he's like, do you realize what he did? Right. He, this guy at that point hadn't killed him with a bow and he's, you know, for whatever reason he hasn't. Yeah. He probably could have, but he's like, these are tough. Yeah. They're really tough. And, yeah. And first of all, they're invisible. Oh, the gray ghost is like right. the best name. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. They they're invisible. So if you spot one, yeah. You know, you just did something there. It, I don't know if I've ever told the story on on the podcast here, but but I just one time found a really good one, buck, which um, anyone would have been good. But yeah, anyway, right, this right. was a good buck, and I told my friend uh, Curtis, my pack was from here to you know ten feet away. Right. And I told Curtis, you look through this spot. It was like one of these. You ready? You ready? He's right in the middle. Okay. And he got in there, and he's like, okay, I see him. I'm like, I'm going to go get my pack, because I didn't want to lose sight of him. Right, right. I got my pack, and um, all of a sudden, he looks down for something and looks back up. It's gone. Uh, Never saw it again. Really? Wow. Just like that. Yeah. And you got this whole hillside, and you're like, where in the heck did it go? Yeah, they you are. Know? They're crazy invisible. Even the one I shot with my that I did shoot my rifle, um, you know, I'd spotted it and got closer. Um, and when I popped up to where, um, like there was like a couple little cuts, like uh, the cut before I actually shot it from when I popped up, could not see him. And he was like, I thought right out in the open. And all he did was take a couple steps behind some Ocotillo and completely disappeared. And then, uh, um, just before I kept going, he barely walked out and, and you've seen that Ocotillo before. Yeah. It's so open mm -hmm. it's just like a bunch yeah, of branches be able to see. yeah 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 but they they blend yeah, in so good they really do uh coos deer axis deer again and zebras really invisible animals they yeah. don't exist the zebras too <laughs> zebras huh? too wow yep yeah they get in the shade oh and they're not in the well when i've hunted zebras they're not in the plains okay they're in the like the mountains are kind of like hunting elk Oh, really? Yeah, and man, that was the only thing. You'd be driving around looking for stuff, not hunting out of the rig, but you'd just drive in different places. Sure. And and the guys would spot the trackers and stuff. They'd be spotting game, and I felt like I could spot game as well as they could, other than zebras. Really? And hmm. I just... It'd take him forever to feel like an idiot. And he's right there under that. <laughs> can't you yeah, see it? Can't, yeah, can't you see that? No, I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, zebras blend in. Um being from Idaho, is it still, is elk still probably your yeah, favorite? Or yeah, anything? I love elk. I got a little burned out on it when I was guiding because it kind of turned huh. into, it work. turned into just work. You know, you're up at three, you're taking your hunter and the, waking him up with a thing of coffee and you're saddling the horses yeah. and, yeah. and you know, it's, it just, 
elk hunting is not easy even when you're doing it for fun but when you're guiding a whole season of people for years and years and years in the wilderness i don't know it sucked the fun out of it for me gotcha it really did yeah and so i was a little burned out on it for it's funny i didn't get excited about it until i was actually elk hunting which made me a terrible elk hunter because i'd never prepared oh so i went through i don't know seven or eight years of just not really caring about it very much mm-hmm. i guess now i've got it back so i've been passionate yeah yeah which is feels good yeah i did lose it for a while oh yeah i mean and it is as a guide it is work it totally is. i mean you're i enjoyed it though you know i always said and i didn't guide maybe as long as you you did i don't know for sure how many years i did but but i always said when it becomes a job and i don't want to get up yeah I'll, I'll get up fortunately i didn't leave on those terms i left it was still good that's great i just opted to do other things else, i mean yeah. yeah i mean i mean i i made pretty good money but yeah. there's still so much more money to be made out Absolutely. there and and so i was like you know i think i'm gonna do yeah, and i'll and do then you can have for fun yeah 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 for sure and yeah. guiding is fun for is. you know for five years probably i loved it yeah and then it just wore me out yeah. just was and i was up in the frank and that's even that's, to me another level it is because and, everything's remote yes and yeah. i never was able to come home so i'm up there all season long pack the mules out november 18th and head to south dakota so there were just huh. no breaks it was just was constant so it just wore me out huh but i got it back <laughs> <laughs> got the bug again yeah yeah so that feels good yeah that's awesome i felt like a um for a lot of years like a fraud almost it was a weird feeling like not a fraud that's the wrong word but um i don't know i mourned the fact that i didn't want to hunt elk that really bothered me huh. but i identified as an elk hunter and but elk i had guy. no desire gotcha. to hunt elk yeah so it, it was like this lost feeling for five or six years hmm. and then when i did go i wasn't confident i'd lost all confidence so it took me a while to get that back too because mm-hmm. wow. when you're not confident yeah you're not going to kill anything yeah it's not going to happen yeah so yeah it was a struggle huh <laughs> now that you got kids that are starting to hunt mm-hmm. that probably yes inspires that, somewhat too huh? absolutely my daughter actually loves to hunt really yeah i can see her hunting on her own when she grows up my oldest son he likes he loves to hunt too but he likes to hunt with me which is awesome yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i just don't know if he'll hunt on his own down the road mm-hmm. and my youngest son he doesn't have any desire to hunt which huh. is strange but whatever right yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah i always said you know if my kids want to hunt i'd love it yeah but if they don't I'm if they're passionate about something else except for games right yeah. <laughs> and the computer and all that <laughs> yeah. i mean uh but kids nowadays that's what a lot know, of it is crazy, huh? you know but um i just want them to be kind of passionate about something yeah for sure and yep yeah yeah my in fact my daughter is one of my favorite we talked a little bit about your favorite hunting story yeah so i've always really been able to be really calm in the moment in the moment mm-hmm. just everything slows down i can make pretty good decisions usually and you're talking about for yourself capitalize for myself yeah mm-hmm. and uh took her elk hunting and uh we used to my, our family homestead at a ranch 
in Unit 44 at Willow Creek mm-hmm. back in the day, and my dad grew up there, and then it got sold, and then um, another guy bought it, and my dad got to know him, and then we care- we were caretakers on this on our old family ranch for oh, wow. a lot of years. Really good elk hunting. So my daughter had a cow tag there. It was her first elk. And we practiced shooting, and she's a good shot, and she's like 12 years old. And uh, sneak up on this herd, pretty easy. They're all just bedded down. We get into like 200 yards. She could make that shot easy. And she lays down next to me. I set my backpack up it's for her to rest on, and she lays down right next to me. We're like right next to each other, and her heart is just pounding. You could feel it? I can feel her heart just <laughs> pounding. And, uh, awesome. I go, sis, you're going to miss you don't calm down you can take a breath and calm down and she did exactly what i did which was cool i recognized somebody else she goes and instantly her heart goes boom, 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 boom. just instantly had control of herself nice. it was awesome and just smoked it nice so that, that was that was cool just being right there and being able to feel her heart yeah her get control of herself physically felt it that was cool what i mentioned earlier you know, before we started, I was like, we probably want to hear a story of one of your most memorable favorite hunts. Just knowing Corey, I knew it was going to be about one of your kids because there's nothing cooler than, no, you know, than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was, and I've had some cool hunts with my son too. Uh-huh. I took him to Africa. Oh, wow. He always wanted to go to Africa. And I made a deal with all of my kids that when they turned 12, um, they could choose the spot, but if, and then they'd have to work and buy the plane ticket and stuff. But I would, like, I bought his animal for him in Africa and mm-hmm. I, you know, did the Ruba board and paid for all that stuff. He just had to get there so that they had some skin in the game. Good. He went to Africa. That's what he chose. And, uh, I don't know, no real story in general, but it was just amazing mm-hmm. to experience Africa with your kid. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing enough as it is. It's probably my favorite place to hunt. Is it? Oh, cool. It's like Disneyland for hunters. It's so Did he fun. get a good animal? Yeah, he shot a good impala. He shot a zebra. Oh. He stacked up the baboons. Did he? <laughs> he, he loved like baboon Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. He loved baboon hunting. Are those a nuisance? Yes, they hate them. They're like coyotes. They, really? They, yeah, they just... they. They like you to shoot the baboons. Like, is there most time no charge? You just shoot all the baboons? A lot of times. There's always a trophy fee. It kind of probably depends on whether the pH likes you or not. Oh, <laughs> you gotcha. get charged for your baboon. Gotcha. It probably depends on the pH, too. But who we went with, he actually was murdered by his wife. Oh, jeez. He's a good friend of mine. That's a whole other story. Wow. But, um, actually, both of them were good friends. But um, anyway, we were really good friends. He didn't charge us for the baboons. Huh. So, hmm. yeah. Wow. That's a crazy story. Is your house a museum now, the one you just built? Is it a museum? Yeah. No, not as bad as everybody expects. Yeah. Um, however, I probably am going to have to build a shop. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I have things all scattered out everywhere. Friends have stuff. I, yeah. I, a couple of years ago, I went and got a shot a nice, nice bowl. I just scored him. Got him with my bow. He's all broken up. But if he mashed, he'd be like 362. Yeah. <laughs> But he's all bleached out because he was on a friend's garage. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to mount him, clean nice. him up, and yeah, get yeah. a cape and mount him. He's pretty good. Yeah. But, yeah, I have things scattered everywhere. Right? <laughs> I'll try it by a friend's place. I, oh, that's my bowl. <laughs> I need that's to get funny. that. 
<laughs> so, That's funny. Yeah, I have bear hides all over. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's I, kind of a museum. Some people probably would consider it a museum. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it could be worse. Talk. Yeah. That'd be fun to have it all in one spot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I kind of got stuff because I've had, added on a trophy room to my yeah. place. And, and the guy, fortunately, that bought my place, my old house where my room was there, he let me keep. I'm oh. like, would you mind if I kept these in here? I mean, it, there's a lot of money tied up, Absolutely. you know, in that stuff. And I didn't want to put it in storage. Right. I got some stuff in storage, but, you know, I didn't want to put it in storage if I could help right. it. And, yeah, plus it just takes up a lot of room, Yeah, you know. And so he's been good with it. I've That's really pushing to get it done here in the next couple months. Right. Well. No, that you're not. Coming up. <laughs> that's I have I a goal for Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah, that's probably reasonable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if I get the outside, you don't think so, John? My money's against it. No <laughs> <laughs> beer, don't hear that. I, I really want to get it done before yeah. then. Just because I want my animals there. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to. Yeah. It's been nice, kind of gathering them up. They're just in piles everywhere. Right. Yeah. They're mostly just skull mounts. I don't have a ton of mounts, but mostly just skull mounts Euros. and stuff. Euros. Yeah. Yeah, and there are piles everywhere, but it is nice just getting them gathered and yeah. in one spot at least. Right. Not right. that they're up yet, but. Right. Cool. So. Yeah. Right on. Well, appreciate you coming, man. We yeah. really, I really Thanks enjoyed it. Me. Some I great stories. A great and podcast <laughs> right well, here. Thank yeah. you. I had a blast. And like I told you, you know, we, uh, we just love doing it, just kind of BS and, and, yeah. and, um, but you have a lot of knowledge, and uh, you know, and your outdoors international yep. certainly is is. And you know, I didn't. I wanted you on here as a friend, and I know right, you're a right. good hunter. That just adds to it, you know, right. because people aren't aware of a lot of that right. that type of thing. I don't really too. advertise much that I. Yeah. That that's what I do, unless you follow my business Page. accounts. Yeah. I don't. I just try not to be all business all the time. Yeah. Right. So. Well, it sounds like you're pretty full anyway so yeah <laughs> all ran, right right ran out of clients so right. i mean not clients out of uh out of inventory, inventory. yeah, yeah so. that's a issue man that's an issue yeah well i'm sure you get it figured out yeah yeah we're getting her yeah. well hopefully yeah. maybe someday we can do a hunt put a hunt together Absolutely. that'd be that would be, be fun, fun. Mm-hmm. Just, go do go vet an outfitter there you yeah go. yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. we need to do it you know and a lot of times we go and we we just get it. We like the outfitters to not lose money. Yeah. Most consultants are not most. I shouldn't say that. That's judgy. But a lot of consultants, there's a lot of them out there doing what we're doing. And a lot of them are just kind of in it for the free hunts. Oh, because really? Because it's easy to get a free hunt when you do what we do. Because oh. it makes sense, you know, that yeah. we've got to, ex- we have to experience it and we have yeah. to. So that makes sense. So the outfitter has to make an investment in us, but we really try to make sure that he doesn't. You want him to get his money's worth. Want him to break even on that vetted hunt. Yeah. So right. we do that by bringing clients at a discount usually and tell it, what do we have to charge for, what do we have to charge them that's a discount for them because you're not vetted yet. We're taking a risk. True. What do we charge them so that you don't break, you don't lose money on this trip? Mm-hmm. And they usually really appreciate that. So. Yeah. Oh, but, I'm sure it's a good thing for the outfitters yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Free trip is tough. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. That's that's a tough deal. Make yeah. a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. 
All right, man. We hope to have you again yes. on the show. If you awesome. come back sometime. Sounds good. Maybe I'll get back and shoot another donkey or something. We'll talk about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> finish off the slam. Right. Once I, once I finish the barnyard slam. <laughs> you got goals, man. Right. You got goals. Got goals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All so, right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, okay. Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks and like and subscribe. Appreciate it very much. All the support. Talk soon. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.